0: Hey, dog moms and dads, are your adventures to die for? Tie-dye, that is. Trail Dog Co. is your one-stop shop for everything groovy and colorful. Their bandanas are hand-dyed, making each one unique, just like your pup. The resin dog tags are lightweight, colorful, and durable for everyday wear or adventures.
1: So if you're in need of a splash of color to your dog's wardrobe, head on over to at Co. on Instagram or traildogco.com to shop. New products released every Friday, so be sure to check them out. Tell them we sent you by using the code CYA10 at checkout. Are you on the hunt for some new stickers to jazz up your laptop or iPad? Or maybe a keychain to make your keyring a little bit more fun? Stuck on You stickers is the place to be. Ella's stickers are 100% waterproof, dishwasher safe, and durable in all conditions. Both the keychains and stickers make for a great gift for any occasion. Birthdays, graduation, holidays, or just because. With back-to-school season coming up, her stickers make for a great addition to any notebook, binder, or planner to make it a little bit more personal and very adorable if you love her
0: style we have got news for you her commissions are now open dm you stickers on instagram with any questions you may have and while you're at it follow her instagram and tiktok at you stickers to keep up with her new releases head over to stuck on you by ella and use code aesthetic for 15% off of your purchase on her Etsy. Again, that is code aesthetic for 15% off at Stuck on You by Ella on Etsy.
1: Hey guys, I'm Katie and I'm Alexis and this is the Check Your Aesthetic podcast. Um we've been we just- we've been recording for a minute and 30 seconds. <laughs>
0: We just literally lost our shit laughing. I don't know why, um, but in case you guys wanted to know, maybe we'll leave the whole minute in for you guys. The whole beginning of the episode is us, like, cracking up. People are like, what is this? We have to stop
1: listening. (laughs) You should keep it in the um, YouTube one. I might. Yeah.
0: People, like, they're like, it's exclusive YouTube content. Mm -hmm. Anyway. Um, Anyway, hey guys, how is everybody doing? Happy Monday, happy August 9th, happy August. It's not August August. 9th,
1: it's not August 9th for them. For them? For them, it's not August 9th. Yes, it is, it's August 9th for them. It's August. Today is
0: the 6th, Monday is the 9th.
1: Honey, when is this episode going up?
0: Oh, happy (laughs) August Happy August 17th. 16th. Happy August <laughs> 16th.
1: Yes, good. This this episode is just, you know, it's...
0: Actually, though, for real, this episode is amazing because... No, we okay, yeah, we Madison. actually, yeah,
1: we actually had such a good an episode today. I am, like, genuinely so excited about it for you guys to listen to it. Um, We yeah. talked to Madison... So- Go ahead, Katie. Intro
0: Madison. Madison from, from Keeping the Creativity. She is a virtual assistant. Um, she Her kind of niche for clients um, that she specializes in are like um, creatives, judging by her username, obviously. Yes. Um, but we actually found out after we finished recording, she's from Birmingham as well. And we had a lot of uh, mutual friends, which was super crazy. Um, but yeah, so... Um, she just kind of talked about what it's like to be a virtual assistant, her routines, lots of fun organizational stuff, but she was so cute, so fun, so we loved that, but yeah, so just in case you guys were wondering before you click off because of the BS we just fed you for a minute and a half or however long.
1: Yes, if we, I'm very interested to see how that intro was as as a visual experience because i'm sure it was a lot to yeah
0: and honestly you guys need to stay tuned because my fire alarm goes off at the end of this episode so
1: (laughs) i love how nothing don't click off now (laughs) i love how nothing can ever just like go smoothly with something with us it just yeah something always at least it keeps it interesting honestly
0: my mom's calling me now good um something that i would like to i have to decline this call Something that I would like to share and give no further details on is that we have an exciting announcement. That's all. It's we're not telling you what the announcement is
1: or when it's happening.
0: No, but we have one.
1: Mm-hmm. So yeah, we are. Everyone very... just stay tuned
0: for like at some point.
1: Also, this exciting announcement um, was decided on last night. Not planned. Yes. No. No. I. Um, but
0: that's actually all we can give you. So.
1: Yes. But what I can tell you is that I've I've sent Katie a a voice memo about something completely unrelated. And she immediately called me. I thought she was talking about the voice memo. She was mad about something else, like just something very small, like her dinner or something. And then this big, huge announcement came out of that conversation somehow. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. And
0: you guys can try to guess, um, and you can try to pester us all you want. And Mm -hmm. the truth of the matter is, if you pester me enough, I probably will tell you because (laughs) I am weak, but that's only for the dedicated and the uh, super fans, as we call them. Mm -hmm. Should we turn on top badges for our Facebook page and then make people comment a bunch so they can be our top fans? I was thinking about that the other day. Is that a thing? If you... Yeah, if you want to try to be a top fan of Check Your Aesthetic, although we've only posted two things on Facebook, (laughs) you could go comment on them a bunch, and then you could be our top fan. Hey, we
1: have, do we have 100 people in there yet?
0: Let's see. Facebook group plug. We have a Facebook group, if you guys do not know. um, It's just a place where you guys can ask for advice, questions, make some friends. We've had a lot of super fun posts in there recently. Yes. We have 97 members. So, okay, do you know what? Do you know what? the 100th member of the of the group. It'll probably already be. It'll 100 probably by already. Now. Yeah. Never mind. I was going to say I'll give you free stuff, but 200 I won't. Let's
1: shoot for the stars.
0: Uh, t- 200th member of the Facebook group will get some free Katie Creative Co swag. Yep. Swag.
1: I would say I'll give you some stuff, but I'm taking all my stuff down. So.
0: <laughs> Absolutely love it. Absolutely There's love it. No more like um, stuff. So. An- Another exciting thing is that we didn't talk about this Wednesday. We talked about the general changes being made to my business, but I posted my first product, which I'll show you guys sitting next to me. Love it. This cup. Um, And then I'm also going to be re-releasing the old Mm -hmm. cups that I already had. Um, Not old. I'm sorry I said that about you. Um, it was an intimate moment, um, but yeah, check out my Instagram because I'm back and I'm active, and this bad boy is going to be on sale. Uh, my launch is August nineteenth. Yes. I've never plugged myself on the podcast. Wow. <laughs> anyway, my launch is August nineteenth, so set your calendars.
1: Wow. But, yeah, so exciting. Yes. Um. Very. I don't know. I don't. I don't really know if I. I mean, we've rec- we recorded two days ago, so I feel like.
2: <laughs> eh, so much really, has happened.
1: Yeah, not really much has happened since then, but um. I don't know. I feel, well, honestly, I feel like <clears throat> I want to say that I just love Audrey Whale- Audrey Whalen so much.
0: <laughs> to be completely honest, the most important thing to say in every episode is that we love Audrey Whalen so much. Audrey did, though. She sent us just the sweetest voice memo. Um, she's just like a member of our team now, so mm-hmm. if you would like to uh, be... Uh, a fan of us you also have to be a fan of her mm-hmm. um and honestly the same goes for madison now after this episode yes, so everybody's honestly, on our team now, yeah so.
1: mm-hmm.
0: sorry everyone yeah. um but yeah i told audrey the other day like every every single cent we make on the podcast i'm like putting it in like the yep. back of my pocket just to reinvest right back into audrey mm-hmm. so yes yes just and she
1: sent, she sent us a very nice voice message that was just so sweet and then one of your is a uh, facebook posts literally made me cry yesterday
0: yeah we've just been really really grateful for the community that we've been able to kind of build but like we literally couldn't have done it without you guys because you guys are the important part of the community but um I mean we say this but like not enough I don't think like every single comment on Instagram Facebook group post review DM post on your story Mm of you listening like truly they make our day like today somebody posted them listening and I don't know it just like they were like driving somewhere and I was like thinking about how like you have on Spotify every podcast <laughs> in the world yep. you have your favorite song you have the playlist you made two weeks ago you have Billie Eilish's new album yep. and she chose to play the check your Aesthetic podcast and that is dope yeah so. and just listening to you.
1: our little voices so sweet just our little voices Yes.
2: Did I tell you that
1: my friend listens to us in the car, and she's literally like a real estate agent? i Like so funny.
0: Oh my god, no! I like, love that. Does not
1: have anything to do with design at all, and she still listens to hey us girl. in the car. Hey girl, what's up? Hey Galen,
0: how are you doing?
1: Hello.
0: Um, yeah, I just am just so grateful, and we like notice you guys. I was telling Alexis the other day, like. There's certain usernames of you guys that like yeah. I notice because mm-hmm. I see you in comments and DMs and stuff mm-hmm. and like sharing on your story. Um, so we notice and we love you yes, and we, we appreciate you. We're so grateful for every single you. one of you. Yes. Yeah. And we always say the at the end of the podcast like leave a rating and review or whatever. But like we really read the reviews. Yeah. Like I I started posting some of them some of them on the story and I'm gonna keep doing that. But um, I whenever I get upset or like feel down, I go read those. Mm-hmm.
1: So. Yeah, it's so hard because like. I think we we said this on the podcast and we said it to each other so many times, but like podcasting is such a different like medium where like with Instagram it's oh, yeah. like there's like comments and there's like just like you, immediate you post gratification it, there and, and like, yeah and, like it's immediately yeah. up there and um, with podcasting it's like so different so yeah reading the reviews just reminds us that like you're actually listening and you know and yeah. the Facebook and even just like you know following us on instagram and commenting liking everything it's just like we're so grateful but anyway we should stop gushing
0: yeah we really should stop and we should go ahead and get into the episode so stick around and uh, listen to all the amazing things that madison had to say yes
1: hi madison thank you so much for coming on and being a guest
2: yeah thanks you guys so much for having me
1: of course. you are super, super amped. Um, so your account, Keeping the Creativity, is like all about virtual assisting. And of course, you obviously are a virtual assistant. So how, for someone that doesn't know what that even is, how would you describe that? How did you get into it? Just everything that got you started.
2: Yeah, for sure. So basically, a virtual assistant is kind of like a catch-all phrase for basically a to-do <laughs> list doer. <laughs> I know people have so many different kind of like definitions of what they think of VA is and that's mm-hmm. the beauty but also the curse of a virtual assistant like it can be right. pretty much anything you want it to be But the key is to just clearly communicate that with clients and potential clients what exactly you do So for me, I originally got started with um, VA work as a part-time gig about six years ago I originally started out in public relations realized that wasn't the industry for me. I enjoyed it in school and stuff like that, but agency life just wasn't my thing. So when I got, yeah, it's really intense. So when I got um, engaged, I used that as an excuse to quit and then started out on my own. (laughs) And then I was doing it part-time for a little bit, but now I've been three years, three years full-time. So I would say that's probably been... A little bit of my trajectory, which is crazy to think about. I literally have to like look at the calendar and you know pull out the calculator and do the math. So it's been um, really fun. And I would say the main types of clients I work with are creative entrepreneurs, website you know creators, designers, photographers, everything from social media stuff to more admin like inbox management and things like that. It's kind of um, you know anything and everything that they need. I can either refer them to someone or you know learn how to do it for them myself
0: love that um okay so what would a normal work day look like for you just if yeah of course we ask this question to people and everybody anybody who's a creative in any way knows that there's just never a normal day um but what would you say kind of is the outline of how you like to structure a day yeah
2: so hour by hour planning is probably one of my favorite ways to like structure my day each client either gets like an hour or half an hour slot in my day so basically what I do the night before a work day is outline every single task that I have to do for all my clients. And then from there, I'm able to kind of puzzle piece my day together to accommodate those tasks. So basically my day could start as early as like 8 o'clock or as late as 2. It just kind of depends mm-hmm. on my day and my schedule. That's the beauty of the flexibility of having your own business. But I would say yes. more so than you know, not, I'll be at my desk around 9 or so and get the day going from there. Right.
1: So you said that you have like things that you do the night before, the day before. Is that something that you always do? And then within that, is that something that translates also to like your personal life? Like, do you have a routine for the morning or a routine for the night since like every day seems so different?
2: Yeah. So I would say it's kind of twofold. So Sundays or, you know, early Monday or my day to take a look at the week ahead. So okay. I can realize, like, okay, this is going to be a little bit lighter. This might be a good opportunity to fit in a workout. Or, oh, this is a ton of meetings. I have to remember mm-hmm. to wash my hair and get decent looking for video calls. <laughs> so that's yes. what that looks like in terms of kind of the logistics. But, yeah, the day before, like, right before I wrap up my work day, I always try to spend probably about, like, 20 to 30 minutes doing more, like, admin stuff for my own business, whether it's, like, responding to inquiries or... Or, you know, just Mm -hmm. taking a look at the calendar day ahead and realizing like, oh, this is like pretty full client wise. That workout I had planned might need to move or, you know, I might just have to scoot it to another day. And then that's helpful, too, for just kind of like at home life, like realizing like, oh, you know, that dinner that I want to have with a friend might have to be earlier in the week when things aren't as crazy and Mm -hmm. so on and so forth. So it's you know you guys get it kind of doing your own thing like it's a beauty and a curse because that time is yes. so fluid 100%. but at the same time mm-hmm. you have to have those boundaries with yourself to keep that in check in terms of that work-life balance
1: a thousand percent love
0: that um, okay, this is a question that I, I talked about last week in last week's episode that I just want to ask everybody because I'm getting into habits recently. Yeah. Um, but what habits would you say, if any, that you have that you you do every day or like at least every week um, that set you up for success that keep you um, like motivated and stuff like that?
2: Yeah. So I would say it definitely depends on the season. Like I think all of us like pre-COVID, like I had like a really set routine. And so now it's like trying to find out the new normal. And I would say for me, the things that are like top priorities for me during the day are just, you know, getting myself out of my pajamas, whether it's like in a (laughs) workout set or like, you know, just jean shorts and a t-shirt just actually getting dressed. Um, I try to make my bed as much as possible in the mornings just because it looks like even if my room's a little bit messy, sometimes a clean bed just makes it seem like it's a clean room. (laughs) And then um, grabbing a cup of coffee, taking my dog out, um, that type of stuff too. But I would say the things, the days where I'm most successful are when I get a morning workout in. And so that's been something Mm -hmm. I'm trying to like – slowly get back into my date.
0: yeah yep.
2: <laughs> we both are too. we both <laughs> yeah. Yeah. it's
0: so hard though and I think like when you are your own boss it's like you don't yeah. have a set schedule like you said and so like it's like mm-hmm. oh well, I don't I, I could just not you know like I could just whatever right and for me I'm always like well I can just work later but then it's like I don't want to be working at like 11, 11 o'clock at night yeah exactly nope. yeah that's not, the not good I anybody. would say
2: one thing that's been helping me big time this is so random but with waking up earlier so my husband gets up early for his job so sometimes if I'm like hey wake me up I have that like backup yeah, but yeah. I got um a sunrise alarm clock oh I want things, one so bad are literally a game changer for waking up early. Like sometimes I even find myself waking up before the alarm. So it has an actual alarm to like legit wake you up. Like the yeah. last yep. minute that you need to get up. But I have it set where 20 minutes before I need to actually get up, it starts to increase the brightness. And I find myself waking up like maybe five to even ten minutes before I'm actually supposed to wake wow. up. So I can like scroll through TikTok, yeah. kind of do that thing that I normally do in bed before actually getting yeah. up a little bit earlier. So right. you got to
0: one. I need the link to yours because one of my coworkers has one and she was like it literally connects via bluetooth to my phone and doesn't work. Ooh. So like it'll like not like sometimes turn off in the middle of the night which is oh, detrimental if, yeah. because then you might not wake. Yeah, I
1: yeah, might not wake <laughs> up. Um, yeah, I need one cuz in Vermont it's so dark especially like, yeah as soon as the winter months like it is dark all the time and like that just it's so easy to just like sleep in so oh, late awesome. especially yeah. as your own boss. Um, But with with that, how do you think like, is that really your biggest tip for kind of staying on track? Or do you think that that's something that you struggle with as your own boss? Or what would you say is like, maybe your top three tips for trying to stay productive and like on task while you're making your own rules?
2: For sure. So I would say for me, the thing that's been really pivotal for like finding my productivity is like finding that time of day where I have like peak energy. Like for me, it's usually like an hour to hour to two hours into me actually sitting at my desk. And so that's when I Mm -hmm. think like, while some people might want to put off that like task that they're not really excited about towards the end of the day, just go ahead and get it out of the way. I cannot tell you how many tasks I've put off. And then I've just sat down and like actually flip and done the thing, and then been like, okay, that wasn't as big of a deal as I thought it was going to be. Right. So I would say yeah. finding your peak productivity time. Some people, like for example, are night hour owl, night owls, excuse me, and like working later. Use that to your advantage. Like just because you can do your own thing doesn't mean you have to stay like in a box. And I think the right. same thing for Absolutely. like getting out of your office, changing up your space, figuring out what works for you in terms of like getting those wheels turning. Like, for me, I love to listen to, like, a podcast or even, Mm -hmm. um, like, a playlist. Like, something that's a little bit more, um, kind of, boosts my energy and boosts, like, my brain power to, like, actually get the thing done, for sure. Right. And something also
1: just, like, a little different so it's not just, like, the monotony of, like, I'm gonna, this is gonna be so boring, I have to do this task, it's gonna be so, like, painful, and then it's really Mm -hmm. not. Like, it's not as painful. Yeah, I agree.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and I I work at a social media agency so I have the similar experience of having like a lot of different clients yeah um and I feel like something that's so nice is being able to like switch between like you know this client is a lawyer or whatever like I'm feeling like that right now and like kind of being able to like switch between like what you want to do like depending on the client but on that same vein um how many clients do you would you say that you have kind of at one time and um what are some of the like most common things that you do for clients. Like if somebody's like, you know, I might want a virtual assistant, like I wonder what they would do for me. What are some things that you that you do commonly for your clients? Totally.
2: So I can have anywhere from 10 to 12 (laughs) clients at a time. Basically, the way that it works is I have like a 90 day contract. So people are coming in and out depending on that timeline. I also offer day rate services that I do just on Fridays, So that fluctuates between the month two and what that looks like. Um, But in terms of like pretty common tasks that I help out with, um, sticking more to like the admin stuff, there's like inbox management, like organizing files and things like that, and then it can get as creative as social media planning, content creation, graphic design. Um, I do um with having a lot of clients in the website space, a lot of like Squarespace website final checks, making sure buttons work, making sure the SEO mm-hmm. is up to par. Mm-hmm. Um, and then blog writing too is part of it as well, you know, a client provides me with the outline. I build it out, get it approved, um, email marketing. So with all of my clients, they're more in the online digital space. So pretty much anything under that umbrella in terms of like promotion, marketing, courses, all that stuff is pretty much in my wheelhouse for sure.
1: So would you say within like, as you said it's like the online space kind of, is there like a niche like... It looks kind of like it's, like, creative people, but would you say that that's true or not true, that
2: it's mostly creative? I would creatives. say it's. it depends. Like, I think kind of going back to earlier with, like, it can be whatever you want it to be. Like, there are some virtual assistants who might just do, like, data entry for, you know, this type of business, like, that's more product-based or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I would say it definitely depends, and it's kind of one of those things, like, if you're searching for, XYZ type of virtual assistant, nine times out of 10, it's out there in some form of fashion. Um, I tell people all the time, whether they're like an OBM or a VA, that I sometimes feel like that term's not really clear on what we do because it's so random. And I think that's why people have such a difficult time understanding what a virtual assistant can do for your business and that's totally valid. I think the part of the process that gets really clear for people who are looking to outsource is the interview process, information on their website. Um, because yeah. sometimes, like for me in particular when I first got started, half the stuff that I've learned that's in my skill set now is from a client being like, Hey, if I record like a screen share, like can you do this for me? And we use up our time for that. And I'm like, Yeah, of course. So there are some people that are more quote unquote coachable and then there's some people are like this is the only thing I do take it or leave it Mm -hmm. that type of thing
0: totally so what would you say kind of is um the benefits so obviously you would have the option of hiring a web designer a blog you know a copywriter a social media manager like the the benefits or the difference I guess in the decision between hiring a virtual assistant who can kind of be more flexible and do Mm -hmm. what you need that day versus like hiring out each specific person.
2: Yeah. That's a great question. I would say one of the things that's really like helpful for business owners to realize is like when you hire someone who's very specific to one niche, they're like the expert, they're like the go-to. And I would say with a virtual assistant, the goal of a VA is to basically be a carbon copy of yourself, like running your business. So like you Mm. want someone who can check that email inquiry just as good as you can, if not exactly the same. So you want someone who can either accomplish it just as you would, if not better, you know? And so I think you can
1: trust them to like
2: speak out as you almost. Absolutely. Yeah. And I would say with something more specific, like a website designer, like they're really niched in that one type of thing. And so like, you know, that like that's going to be covered. A virtual assistant, like, Technically, I can make you a website, but, like, it's not going to be as good as, like, a full-on website designer, right. you know what I mean? Yeah, right? yeah. So I think it just depends on the level of skill set that you're really looking for versus, like, someone who can just get the job done for you in a way that's right. satisfying to your needs, like I said, if not better. So
1: I feel like, I feel like yeah. almost, like, in the sense of, like, uh, or the situation of a website, I feel like someone, like, maybe Katie or I who mm-hmm. already kind of know how to make a website, but maybe don't have enough time to do it completely ourselves, we could hire a virtual assistant to help us along with that. But then someone that I'm has sure. absolutely yeah. no idea what they're doing, maybe it would be exactly. better for them to hire a web designer if they really want to just like shove it to them. Absolutely. like,
2: and I think that's part of the process too when it comes to virtual assistants. Like if you already have some of the puzzle pieces in play and some of the steps already moving and grooving, like a VA can come behind you and finish all the project. Whereas, yep. like, yeah. if you're starting from square one, a VA is not going to be that helpful in terms of, like, oh, what do you need for a website, you know, versus, like, the check yeah, exactly. that you already have implemented. Yeah.
0: So what are the ways that you, I guess, so like you said, you're becoming, like, a carbon copy of the business owner. Um, yeah. How do you, like, get to know somebody well enough to, like, be able to do that? Like, kind of what's your process of, like, learning the like, figuring out the needs of the, the specific client? Because I would imagine that you know your clients pretty well if you're you know, functioning as them, especially, like, in emails, I feel like, is, like, such a, like, you know, their voice and everything, kind of, how do you get to know them, like, how does that process begin? Yeah,
2: so each client kind of does it a little bit differently. I would say, like, I have one client in particular who's, like, you can tell them it's you, like, serving as my assistant, yeah. mm-hmm. and there's some clients that are, like, here's a template that you just copy and paste and change out their name, but you still say it's Okay. Me. I'm yep. like, okay, cool. That works great. <laughs> there are some clients, like, in kind of the aspect of getting inside their head and their brand voice that's really apparent with, like, social media stuff, I would say it's very yeah. much, like, one of those things that can be trial and error when we're first starting to work together, whereas, like, that's the time that we put in that by the time, you know, like, a month to a month and a half in, like, right. it's you have the better terms. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. That's where feedback and just, like, the client having... The mindset of, like, oh, even though I've hired a virtual assistant, I'm still going to have stuff to do is really, like, something (laughs) they need to wrap their heads around. Because there's some people that have worked with me, like, when I first got started, who would just hire me and pay me but not give me anything. And I'm, like, okay, Mm -hmm. like, it's that illusion that they think, like, oh, just because I've hired someone means my business is going to, like... Totally changed. Whereas I'm like, okay, there's still yeah. some stuff that you need to do mm-hmm. to give me. So that's yeah. been something I've had to learn and educate my clients on for sure. Definitely. Yeah, and it, it, it kind like- of
0: seems to me. Ooh. What if Go we were ahead. about to say the exact same thing, like <laughs> We're about to literally. um I was going to say it seems to me like the like to hire a virtual assistant like a good time to do that would be when you have the funds and like you're too busy to do things on your own, but maybe you don't want to like hire like a specific like a specified employee because like you don't have so much need in that one place to like hire Mm -hmm. on that person but it like you know that you want to expand your team um seems like what I'm getting the vibes to yeah
2: I mean I would say like it's kind of twofold I would almost say if you're so overwhelmed and like need someone ASAP it's not too like it's never too late to hire help but I would say yeah I would encourage you if even if you're considering it I would go ahead and get comfortable with the idea of outsourcing for your business because Mm -hmm. it's so much easier for someone like me to come into your business when you have time to educate me on your process, gather all the materials Mm. for me versus like someone who's like, hey, just do this and take care of it. Like it's kind of setting us both up for failure because I don't know how to do the thing and you just want it done so quickly that it's not gonna be done right. So I would say too, like going to your point about a budget, There are still people that you can hire at a lower price range. You just have to be ready to be really attentive to train them on how to do something as you would. That's Mm -hmm. where those screen recordings, loom videos, processes, SOPs, and everything are so important to have prepared before you bring someone in.
1: It seems to me like, this is what I was going to say, but it seems like the virtual assistant to like, uh, you know, client, virtual assistant client, it seems like a very, like, symbiotic relationship, whereas some people might think, like, oh, as you said, I'm gonna hire a virtual assistant, they're gonna just do everything for me in the background, and then, like, it's just gonna be done, whereas it seems like it's, like, a lot more back and forth, which is, like, an awesome thing, because I feel like that ends up giving you the opportunity to talk more authentically like them, and get them to where they want to be, rather than just, like, I'm gonna do this like point A to point B and like
2: mm-hmm.
1: you know just point blank period yeah.
2: so yeah. what
1: do you think the overall benefits just like in a, g- a general sense for a small business to get
2: a virtual assistant is or? yeah so I would say like first and foremost you have someone to help execute things on your behalf whether that's that growing to-do list or Or just like weekly or monthly tasks that are pretty repetitive, whereas like, oh, it takes me two seconds to do, but like imagine what you could do with those few minutes back into your schedule. You know, half the time people are hiring me, it's because they have a bigger project that they want to work on, or they just want room to breathe. Mm -hmm. I think while those little things add up, that seems so simple in nature to the business owner, by outsourcing it, you gain that time back, if not more, because, you know, I try to think of it too, like the time that you spent stressing about it as well as doing the thing, like that's the time (laughs) you get back as well. So I would say that's something to definitely think about in terms of like outsourcing what that looks like for your business. right? um, For sure.
1: How would someone know like what the right person is like since it is such a symbiotic relationship I feel like it's important to get the right person and how would someone know who that is
2: yeah that's a great question I would say it's kind of twofold like first and foremost like gut feeling I think as a virtual assistant and business owner myself when I'm interviewing potential clients like it's definitely like a two-way street like it's based off of my gut feeling with them and theirs and I think by how long I've been doing this, like it's pretty clear when you ask certain questions about like, okay, do you already have a task management platform? Do you have an idea of what you need a virtual assistant to do? Some of those questions are pretty telling of what that relationship's going to look like. And sometimes it's cool, like if they say, no, I don't have these things or I'm not sure, based off of that vibe with them and how willing they are to act on that, mm-hmm. then I know it's a fit for me. But in terms of the business owner to virtual assistant, I think before you even start – The interview process you need to get clear on like what skill sets are like Mm -hmm. a must-have what Mm -hmm, platforms do you use that they have to know how to use Mm -hmm. like you know i work with a lot of clients who use um, adobe creative suite like some vas don't know how to use that stuff and that's like a deal breaker for them so i think having those must-haves in terms of like skill set is a huge part of the process for a business owner and then of course the cherry on top and the added bonus is like their personality and how it vibes with you. you like them? Yeah. Yes, (laughs) exactly. Because a lot of clients that I work (laughs) with are solopreneurs and half the time I do a check-in call with them, it's them either just talking about like general business stuff that they are struggling with or like, let's strategize like what you want to do next. So it's very Mm -hmm. communicative and I'm like a member of their team, you know, literally. And so it's part of kind of that collaborative process that makes me really enjoy what I do. But um yeah, vibes, as much as like yeah, sounds, <laughs> yeah. is so true right. to having a good relationship with your client as well as, you know, the skill set that's necessary to get the job done.
1: It seems Definitely. almost like you like on your page from like what I saw, it almost seems like you cross over into almost like brand consultant area and yeah. like mm-hmm. brand coach or like business coach area. Yeah. Would you say that's
2: Accurate. For sure. I just think that's something that's kind of been something I've been tiptoeing in in general, just like from working mm-hmm. with people. Like I had a, a call with a client yesterday who – it's so funny because as a business owner myself who works in the service industry, a lot of my clients do provide services like yes. graphic yeah. design or social media stuff. And so I can tell when they have a relationship with a client that's maybe not serving them well anymore. So I'm like, how are you feeling about this? So like, are they paying you <laughs> yeah. well enough? You know, like I'm kind mm-hmm. of that like little – Um, accountability partner in terms of like is this what you want to do as a business owner like when you brought me on you were super excited about this this and this but based on what you're telling me you're you're not having time to do that because you're dealing with this you know what Mm -hmm. I mean so sometimes they're able to give that to me which is great because that's you know sometimes they don't think they can even give me that task in general some clients are like well I don't want to give you that because I don't like doing it so I know you wouldn't like doing it I'm like Okay, first of all, you're paying me to do it, so it's <laughs> yeah. fine. Second of all, I have Gossip Girl in the background. I'm fine. Like, don't worry about me. I'll yeah. get it done for you. Yeah. So I mm-hmm. think, you know, those conversations come part therapy session, part strategy, part just, you know, like business friend. Because I think as this creative industry, it has been so great to meet people online, but at the same time, while we're so connected digitally, we're so lonely in this physical space sometimes. Yes, And I think that's where a lot of my clients come to me with like advice or questions and stuff. Cause we don't, I mean, we can talk to our partners and friends about this stuff all day long. Like they don't know. They have no idea. Like I'll (laughs) say something to my husband and he'll be like, cool. And I'm like, no, this is great. You don't understand. Like this is (laughs) revolutionary to my business. And so it's just so funny how that's, um, you know, something that I've had to learn as an online business owner that I don't get those coworkers in the sense of like going yeah. into like a storefront or going to my desk, you know, mm-hmm, and yeah. just having someone I can be like, hey, like, do you want to go grab lunch during our break or yeah. whatever? So yeah. I would say having um, my dog here helps a lot. My furry coworker, <laughs> But yeah, sometimes we just miss that connection with other people when it comes to that space. And that's where sometimes I can yes. step in in my VA role. That's are- amazing. I love that so yeah. much.
0: You're speaking our language. That's like literally why we started this podcast. Yeah, It's like we felt like there was just like no resources, like felt very lonely, and we get DMs all the time saying like it make that like we make people feel less lonely. So, I yeah, love that I love feeling, that. and I'm sure that that's something that you love to um to be a part of your job. Um, okay, so what advice would you have for somebody who is listening and is like, I want to be a virtual assistant? Yeah. Um, kind of like I guess more of like your side of the business. How did you brand yourself? How did you kind of, you know. I I know it can be hard as a service provider to obviously you have to continue to promote your service right. providing business while mm-hmm. you're also your entire job is to help other people run their businesses. So kind of what would totally. be your advice with all of that?
2: It's so funny that you say that because like as a VA, I've started outsourcing a little bit myself in my business. And I'm, <laughs> I'm starting to get that kind of like, "Ooh, this is a little bit harder than I thought it would be. And so I'm like able to relate yeah. more to my clients on that level. <laughs> but mm-hmm. I would say for anyone who, who's interested in becoming a virtual assistant, like first of all, like you can make it whatever you want it to be. And I think while a lot of people um, would recommend like super niching down, like right away. Like there's certainly a benefit to that. Like, but for me, I had to learn along the way what my niche was. Like, you know, when I first started VA work, I worked with like a medical software company, one of those like paint your own pottery places and (laughs) like some other random thing. And I was like, okay, what the heck am I doing? But that's just because (laughs) I was getting my name out there. You know, my mom Mm -hmm. was referring me to a friend at a bridal shower, like a a classmate of mine was referring me to like his business pal, you know, and so it was Mm -hmm. so random in the beginning, but through building my audience and building my brand, that's how I've been able to really discover what works for me. But to go back to your question about like, where do we start? I think one of the first things is. Think about the tasks that you either currently do at your day job or in your free time that you really like doing. You know, like for me, before I even started my business, Keeping the Creativity was a blog that I was just using to fill a creative void when I worked in the PR world. And so that -hmm. was something I loved doing. Like I loved creating graphics. I loved writing posts. I loved coming up with Mm -hmm. social stuff. And so that was something I was able to easily turn into a service. You know, something I already loved and enjoyed. And then from there, it only grew. So I would say think about the things that you really like doing just as a person and then how can you monetize it to become a business Mm -hmm. I love
0: that I think that's just a good thing for in general any kind of you know business and we talk about that all the time if there's not that passion behind it that it can just be hard to sustain but I love that Mm -hmm. in that, um in that sense well amazing Should we get on to some random questions? Yes. I feel like we should. Um, Well, the first first random question is still kind of related to all of this. um, (laughs) But um, it is, what is your favorite organizational tool? So you can go ahead and start.
2: So, I would say something I've been loving lately is Notion. It's something I found because of TikTok, of course. Like literally everything's Perfect. cool in my life, someone's like, Where can I "Find that!" And I'm like, uh, mm-hmm. "Are you not on TikTok?" I'm like, like come on, yeah. So <laughs> that kind of found me, you know, through my for you page, and I just kind of like went crazy with it. It's so customizable, which is cool. Like, I use it mm-hmm. to um, to track business expenses. I use it for my day to day tracker and stuff like that too. Um, so that's something that I've been loving in terms of like personal and professional organization you know a lot of my clients use task management platforms like asana and stuff and while i still use those yeah. notion is like the pretty and fun creative thing that i like mm. for myself like i would never tell a client like oh assign me something in notion because i'm like no this platform that we already have works <laughs> this great is this is just more <laughs> yeah. for my visual and personal enjoyment <laughs> for sure yes mm-hmm.
0: love that alexis i think i know um, your answer
2: <laughs> what
1: were you gonna what do you, you think my, my planner yeah Ooh, what planner mm-hmm. do you have I have and my Ooh. mic is on it, but we have matching ones. It's Live Inspired, Fine. which is um, she actually has been on um, the podcast before. Oh, the okay, owner, cool. yeah, um, and she donates. Um, what is the charity? It's the American. It's suicide prevention. Suicide prevention. Okay, she, um, something. Yeah,
0: she her whole planners are like. I mean, there's a ton of obviously organization aspects to them, but yeah. um, her whole thing is mental health, which we're all about here so yes. I mean, we love her.
1: I love that. When we love yeah. her so much. Um but no, I do love my planner obviously, but I was going to actually say um like Google Sheets or um yeah. Excel just cuz yeah. that is I that for like organizing stuff really just like helps me so much cuz like yeah. writing down stuff on like a physical piece of paper obviously helps me a, a lot. lot, but it's in one spot.
2: Yeah, so, yeah.
1: and then with Excel, like, numbers and stuff, like, just tracking that, it gives me so much less anxiety to just know that everything is there, so, right there. yeah. Yeah, I love
2: that.
0: I am severely unorganized, so I probably need a virtual <laughs> assistant, honestly, um, but, I mean, I've got stuff in notebooks, I've got stuff in other notebooks, I've got stuff in my notes app on my phone, I've got stuff in Google Drive, like, Google Docs, but, like, it'll be, like, one thing per Google Docs, so I have, like, so many Google Docs that, like, aren't, I'm sure both of y'all are, like,
2: <laughs> no, it's um, this bookshelf is notebooks and planners that I've yeah, given a shot. Yeah, so I have a lot of no notebooks. Judgment.
0: Currently, what's been working is I don't know where it went. Mm-hmm. Well, of course it's lost. Oh, it's on my bed. Um, <laughs> my um Dream Achieve Journal. It's a planner, okay. but it also has like an expense tracker in there. It has like we've had Hannah on the podcast too, who made that planner. Wow, oh, God. <laughs> look at us! It's just all planner um,
1: <laughs> podcast.
0: I love it. Yeah, we just love we just love it. Um, but it has um hourly and then to-do lists as well so it's a place that I can kind of put everything I do struggle though with um and I'm sure a lot of people listening do too working part-time and then also running my business it, mm-hmm. I don't like want to have a work to-do list that's mixed with my personal so usually yep. for work I'll just use a notebook funnily enough I'm actually organized at work just not for my personal stuff but anyway no, I, love um, it. I love my dream achieve and then everything else is just a mess I also use the reminders app on my phone like a freak
2: no that's like, amazing whatever works yeah, that. for you. anytime.
0: you Anytime, I'm trying to remember something. Um, do you have okay. an
2: iPad? Random N- question. Yes. Have- yes. Okay. Do you have an iPad Pro where you can like write on it? Yes. Yes. Okay. You need. To- do you have the Notability app? Yes, I do. Okay. Never mind. <laughs> <It's something laughs> like- wait. What is the wait? What <laughs> yeah. is this? So the Notability app is great because like you can take notes on your iPad, but you also have access to it on your phone or your desktop uh, or whatever. So it's like uh, more you see, like I didn't app- know that you could do that. Yeah, so whereas, like, something – maybe it's something that you wrote down for work, but you're back at home. Like, an idea for your business at work while using your iPad, mm. you can, like, open up Notability on that's your desktop smart. and be like, oh, this is what I was thinking with this random thought or whatever, that's too. Smart. That so is yeah. very yeah.
0: smart. I take school notes on my iPad. I use yeah. – I got an iPad for school, and then yeah. that's the reason I started my business. And then now I use my iPad for everything. I'm an iPad freak. Um, no, I But I need it. to start – I didn't know you could access Notability on, like – and that might be called. helpful
2: too like for reviewing school notes and stuff too while you have like lectures pulled up or whatever in terms yeah, of like that dual that. screen mm-hmm. st- situation on your computer I love
0: the tips it's like it's like <sighs> our, you're our virtual assistant you're yeah. telling us how to <laughs> work <laughs> love it <laughs> um okay so the last random question is what are your favorite nails you've ever had you mentioned before we started recording that you've been loving sharing your nail doing your nails My recently nail so what are your your favorite that you've ever done
2: it's so funny because – so I'm, like, looking at my little organizer over here. I've gotten, like, so much stuff. Again, TikTok has influenced me and <laughs> taken over my yeah. wallet. I've gotten mm-hmm. into Gel X nails, which is, like, basically kind of, like, doing, like, you know, you've got the light yep. and the colors and all that yeah. stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, some ones that I did recently was I've started um, doing, like, colored tips. I did black and white tips, like, alternating. Oh, I love that. And then did color like, white and black stars. And so it's – honestly, it's so oh. funny because – I'm no pro by any means, but it's just something that makes me happy because I literally have to sit with my hand under a light and just not do anything. So I'll just like catch up on TV. Yeah, like watch Real Housewives or whatever and just have some time to myself. But um, yeah, hopefully down the line I'll get a little bit better. But those have been my favorite (laughs) so far for sure.
0: I love that. Um, I've been doing a bunch of nail art recently too. Not myself. I go get them done. Um, but it. my favorite, I had these pink ones that looked similar to this, but then yeah. my ring finger and my uh, middle finger had, like, little daisies on them. They were so cute. But they were very them.
1: cute. Those were, like, my I might get them again. Like, yeah. I can't
0: wait, though, for fall, because then I can get, like, fall colors. I'm so excited. Oh, yes. mm-hmm. It's going to be fall great. Fall colors are the best. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, I know. Alexis, what, what are your um,
1: favorite? I had, this is so random, but literally (laughs) when you said favorite nails, I immediately thought back to this. This was when I was in high school, but I had, I had, um, my aunt, like, I think it was in my, like, stocking or something, gave me these two tiny, tiny little, um, nail polishes, and it was hot pink and then, like, bright green, and I got little, like, tiny little ones that are like black yeah. and white and I made little um watermelons and cute. yeah it was like it I I did a really good job it took me so long though I love I have it to, I want to do cherries I,
0: next so oh cute. I love cherries yeah. okay I have to show y'all because I just remembered my wow, nail art sweet. phase in middle school um I like thought that I was like gonna be like the next nail artist um sadly instead they looked similar to this is some these are my hunger yeah, games cool. nails oh my god no way
2: oh my <laughs> gosh no that was
0: you did that oh my god you
2: said in high school middle school middle school that's incredible uh,
0: that's
2: wait like,
1: katie katie oh had god. a youtube channel she Oh, everything's <gasps> okay. fine. Oh, okay. My roommate so, must actually, have I'm been scared. cooking. <laughs> anyway, um, oh, yeah, I
0: had a YouTube channel. But everybody, that was my fire alarm, so just disregard. Uh, these are my apple nails.
1: Those are actually good. Have to love it. Okay. And you need to get uh your these are my cheat I dance.
2: Stop paying people. <laughs> you can totally do it yourself. Yeah, Katie, you Honestly though, could. I
0: probably would be I'd probably be good now, because I mean if I, I was just a baby. I was just yeah. a little baby. Um, my old Instagram could couldn't be worse. Um, but okay. It's going off again. That is so annoying. Anyway, good thing we are done. Done. Um, Madison, (laughs) do you want to go ahead and plug yourself before my apartment building burns down?
2: Yeah, for sure. We need to get you out of there safely. Um, Yeah, so you guys can follow me on Instagram at Keeping the Creativity. Um, On there, I share tips and tricks and all sorts of resources for business owners, whether you're wanting to become a VA yourself or looking to outsource in your business. Um, If you are looking to become a virtual assistant, I have a course called VA Your Way. Um, You can learn more about that on my website, which is um, keepingthecreativity.com.
0: Love that. All right, well, thank you guys for listening. Be sure to leave us a rating and review on wherever you listen to your podcasts and subscribe to keep up with our weekly episodes.
1: And then follow us on our Instagram at Check Your Aesthetic Podcast and our personal accounts, Katie Creative Co., AlexisHadams.co., and Keeping the Creativity. And we will talk to you next week. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye. Bye.